Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zerah Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. When we decide to be faithful to God, and that's really what it is, a decision that we make led by the Holy Spirit to, to embrace the truth of Scripture, to not just publicly say, I believe, but to demonstrate that belief by obedience. And we've said, when you do that, there is going to be conflict. The enemy is going to rise up against you. Now, what I want to focus in on in this message is the necessity of judgment. Judgment in every sense of that word. All too often, we are lenient. We misunderstand grace. There are times when punishment must come about. That judgment must be executed. In fact, we are told and commanded to execute justice in this world. And let me give you an example of what I'm speaking about. Not too long ago, I was traveling and I was speaking to a very nice elderly couple from, from Melbourne, Australia. And we were speaking about the changes that are taking place in the Jewish community and for that matter, every community. And they spoke, it's not easy. And we were speaking about different things that, that the community is compromising too. Things that God says is an abomination. Things that God say that he does not tolerate. Things that we need to stand against. But they were speaking, it's so hard. It involves our children or children's of our friends and to take that position seems harsh it seems uncaring it seems unloving it does not seem like loving your neighbor as yourself well the problem is this is when we sit back and we determine what is gracious what is loving what is proper we ought not do that we have instructions from god and it's only when we take seriously his instructions that we apply them to our life and we set them as our community standards when we compromise what god tells us when we give a grace that is not a biblical grace when we are lenient to the things of god it is not going to produce anything that is good it's us simply disagreeing with god and disagreeing with god is insulting to him we need to esteem him we need to honor him and that is seen by hearing his word receiving his word and doing his word well take out your bible and look with me to the book of joshua and chapter 10 sefer yahushua and chapter 10 now we began this chapter last week we saw previously that 
the children of Israel were deceived. They did not pray or seek godly counsel. Therefore, they believed a lie. And that's such an important principle for you and me. We need to always discern the spirit. We need to look at things not from our vantage point and not be led to conclude something based upon what we see the the physical evidence we need to be people that rely upon god's counsel and the holy spirit hear this the holy spirit he is always faithful his purpose in our life among many is to lead us into righteousness he is also called that spirit of truth so when the people of god seek truth the Holy Spirit will make clear to us what is truth, what is the right response for a situation. The children of Israel did not, and they entered into a wrong covenant. But because of the power of the word, because of the the demands of a covenant, the children of Israel were obligated. And they came to the defense when these five kings now we're talking about cities but they're almost city states they had a king they had an army and they controlled a area and therefore these five kings that we met last week they decided to do something they came together in a coalition against give own because give own wanted to join with israel they were willing to be Israel's servants. And therefore, because of that covenant, Israel was obligated in one sense. It would have been very easy for Joshua simply to do nothing, not to go to war and let those that he should not have entered into a covenant with allow them to be put to death by these five powerful kings. But Joshua knew something. He gave his word. And when we give our word, we need to honor that word. We need to keep our obligations. That is part of our testimony. So let's begin where we left off. As I said, the book of Joshua chapter 10. And I want to begin with verse 16. Notice what it says. Israel is being victorious. But nevertheless, notice what it says these five kings and we'll talk about them in greater detail once more later on in this study very shortly but we spoke about where they were from last week and these five kings what happened they fled and they hid themselves in a cave what cave the cave in makeda so they're in this location makeda in a cave hiding out and what happens look at the next verse verse 17 joshua 10 verse 17 where it says and it was told to yahushua that is joshua saying five kings were found hiding in the cave in the cave of makeda so now these kings have been revealed what to do with them now you might remember that king shaul that is saul he was supposed to exterminate a people 
he was called to kill the king but he gave forth a compassion that was misplaced a grace that was not biblical and instead of immediately killing that king as the judgment of god demanded he compromised god's word he did not act as he should and that wicked king who wanted to destroy the people of god wanting to thwart the purposes of god was given some additional life where he was able to father a child and that child eventually became known as haman in the book of esther and we think about all the hardship all the evil of this man haman and what he wanted to carry out and therefore failure to execute justice it invites the enemy and gives them another opportunity either then or at a later time in order to once again attempt to thwart the things of god so joshua had a decision to make look again at verse 17 it was told to joshua saying the five kings were found hiding in the cave in makeda verse 18 and joshua said roll large stones to the mouth of the cave and and position unto it now this word is a word of depositing it is putting forth and here he is putting forth what we might call a a group of soldiers a battalion to guard that location so he implemented that decision to close them in to put those large stones over the mouth of the cave and he deposited there we see men in order to keep them to guard them and make sure they did not escape verse 19 and you now he's speaking you in the plural he's speaking to the children of israel and he says you do not stand meaning don't wait there this is not where the battle needs to be concerning these five kings there are those people that belong to these five kings so he says do not stand but rather pursue after your enemies now this is something we need to see there are times yes when it's individual yes we can be compassion we all know the scripture love your enemies but there's a time for love as Kohelet the book of Ecclesiastes says and there's also a time of war and it's this discernment this this ability to know the Holy Spirit and his leadership his prompting his leadership in one's life and here Joshua is right there is a time for battle so it says look again he says pursue after your enemies and strike them at the rear meaning this go to those who are the stragglers those who are at the rear of the camp and strike them first now why in this circumstance it was to show something to show the people there is no compassion 
in this case understand yes we have said about one of the ways that the god of israel is spoken of el malay rachamim the god which is full of mercy and he is but there's a time for mercy and there's a time for punishment and again it's that discernment and here it's very simple joshua is simply following the instructions of god remember where we began in our call to worship about an individual who is called to give ear to meaning listen closely to the law of god and it says give ear once more to the words of of my mouth meaning the mouth of god and here god wants judgment and therefore joshua he is leading the people to do just that to judge their enemies and to strike down those who were weak those who were old those who were children who were at the rear of the the enemy and he says do not do not allow them to come don't give them the opportunity to come into their cities rather strike them down why look at the end of this verse for the lord your god he has given them into your hands meaning this it is god's will for these to be judged for these to be put to death why it's a testimony those who attempt to thwart the will of god they are going to suffer judgment now i read that and i also want that to be a message to me every time yes i'm a believer yes i'm a recipient of god's grace but the laws of god go beyond this one point whether one is a believer or not when you disobey there's a consequence god will judge what does the scripture say to whom the lord loves he disciplines now we hear that word discipline maybe in a lighter sense but it's a word of punishment it's a word of judgment so whom the lord loves he still judges he's faithful and this is what he's calling the children of israel to realize not to be misguided and extend a compromising spirit to the enemy no god has said for i have given them into your hands verse 20 and it came about when joshua and the children of israel had finished striking them and notice this a very great strike now this word for very me'od many of the hasidic rabbis when they see the word me'od they understand that it has kingdom up uh kingdom implications therefore when we see it we need to think of it in a broader sense in a greater context and that is this in order for the kingdom to come god is going to move with a very great striking of the enemy and this is simply a paradigm a pattern for us understanding what god is going to do notice it says and it came about as joshua and the children of israel were completing finishing striking them with a very great blow 
unto their notice this unto their end so no one was spared any of those who were not killed they were not killed for one main reason they weren't able to kill them at that moment we'll talk more about that next week but notice what it says verse verse 20 at the end where it says and the ones who surviving the ones who were surviving they survived the survivors that survived survived from them they came into the cities the fortified cities literally their fortified cities so there were others that they got away but here again it was not israel's allowing them to they were able to escape verse 21 and all the people they returned to the camp with joshua the camp that was in where makeda by in peace so those soldiers who followed joshua who pursued after the enemy they were victorious they gave a very great blow but nevertheless this is going to be important next week there were some that survived they were survivors who survived but nevertheless they returned back to their camp at this place in peace notice the end of verse 21 now this means that that none of the enemy were able to move their tongue now this is an idiom sometimes if it's applied to a dog barking but it simply means there was no opposition god had gave them victory and the enemy was utterly defeated yes there were those who survived and fleed into the fortified cities that that belonged to these people but notice what happened they're back at this place makeda verse 22 and joshua said open up the mouth of the cave and bring out to me these five kings from the cave now even though joshua gave them a few moments but they were were closed in they were guarded in that cave so they could not escape why it was always joshua's understanding that these men these kings five kings they needed to be judged one one rebels it is a requirement that god's judgment falls upon them you say i'm a believer god will forgive me yes god is a forgiving god for believers but that doesn't mean that often frequently there are consequences that we have to go through it is not going to keep us out of the kingdom of god god will forgive us that that covenant is going to function and we're going to be recipients of the promises of god but nevertheless in this world we can suffer greatly because of disobedience when we do not do what god has commanded us to do so look at our text it says here and joshua spoke open up the mouth that's that's the entrance of the cave and he says bring out to me these five kings from the cave verse 23 and they did 
thus. They brought them out unto him. Brought out who? It says, these five kings from the cave. Now, this word cave, Mara, we, we think of it also as Marat HaMachpelah, the cave of Machpelah, which is in Hebron. And it's a tomb. Now, there is something that's being, being taught to us, and that is this. It doesn't help to flee from judgment. We need to realize God's judgment will find out everyone. The only way to escape eternal judgment is through the gospel. And when you do not have a covenantal relationship, see, the difference is give on. They had a covenant. Therefore, God was moving through the children of Israel despite their disobedience, despite their lies, despite all of this false evidence. What did they desire? They desired a covenantal relationship with Israel and the God of Israel. Even if it meant that they were going to be forever, that people, enslaved to the Jewish people. They chose that rather than to rebel against the purposes of God. The fear of God had fallen upon them. But not so. These five kings and the people that they led, they wanted to rebel and attempt to thwart the things of God. And therefore, judgment is going to find them out. Now, this word Mara, cave, is also, that is a fitting place for a tomb. And we see something. They fled, if you go back up to our first verse, verse 16, it says here, these five kings, they fled and they hid themselves in the cave in Makeda. Now, they went there, but they didn't realize. They were entering in, not to a safe place, but into a tomb. And we'll see this confirmed in a moment. Look again at verse 23. And they did thus, they brought out unto him these five kings from the, the cave. The king of Jerusalem, here they are. I mentioned that we're going to speak again again in regard to these five kings in precision they were the kings of jerusalem the king of hebron the king of yarmut the king of lachish and the king of eglon now these were five significant cities going back 3500 years ago and these significant cities they came together these five but notice something, five biblically is the number of incompletion lacking. And whenever you attempt to thwart the purposes of God, you are going to be lacking. No one has what's necessary to overcome God in order to thwart what he wants. So these five kings, once again, these kings, the king of Jerusalem, Hebron, Yarmut, Lachish, and Eglon. Verse 24. And it came about as he brought them out, these kings, to Joshua, 
Joshua called to every man of Israel. And he said, now, every man of Israel he spoke this to as a testimony. But then he's going to command the, the many will say captains. Now, this is a word, ketzinei anshei hamilchama. This is officers. These are military leaders. So the term captain is fine, but there's an additional word in Hebrew that can mean captain. These are officers. These are important military officials. And Joshua said to them before all of the king of Israel, all the children of Israel, he spoke to the, the officers of the men of war that had come with him. And this is what he said. Draw near and put your feet upon the necks of these kings. Now, we've seen this before. And this is a way of showing total victory. That the enemy is, is defeated. That you have your foot upon their neck. And it shows this defeat and that the enemy is not able to stand in opposition. And the message is this. We need to take heart to that. It's a message for the rebels, but don't be rebellious. Realize that you are utterly unable to stand against God. And we're going to see that this, this defeat is going to lead to a shameful defeat. Why? Well, look again. He says, draw near and put your feet upon the necks of these kings. And they drew near and they placed their feet upon their necks. Verse 25. And Joshua said to them, Do not fear and do not be dismayed. Now, that word dismayed is a word, and I shared this with you before as we've come across it frequently in other passages. This is a word of confusion. And there's a message, a biblical principle here. And that is when we fear what we ought not. Let me say it another way. When we give priority to those things that we ought not, and we do not fear God, give God priority, it is going to lead to confusion. And what's the outcome of that? Confusion causes us to make wrong decisions. Confusion, when we give priority to that which we ought not, we are confused and it hinders the Holy Spirit's leadership in one's life. So he says, look carefully. Joshua said unto them, do not fear and do not be dismayed. When we're not fearful of, of the enemy, when we are committed to the will of God, there's not going to be confusion and we will be, notice, he says, be strong and courageous. Now, that strength, when we give fear to God and we have guidance, that, that leadership of the Holy Spirit, knowing the will of God and being committed, and that's the key, being committed to the will of God will bring about two things, power, strength into our life, and it will also bring a courage. And that word courage means a strength for commitment. 
we will be strengthened in the commitment what we need to do to show our commitment to god so once more he says do not fear and do not be dismayed but rather the implication is be strong and courageous for thus the lord will do to all your enemies whom you are warring against now i would highlight that i would remember that when i say god i am giving you priority there's going to be a spiritual clarity and that spiritual clarity will reveal to you exactly what you're called to do and god will give you the fortitude that is the strength to do it and you will have not only that that strength but also courage that desire that commitment to carry it out and realize god is promising when we are willing to do that submitting to that god is going to bring that out for all of our enemies it doesn't matter who the enemy is notice what he says at the end of this verse for kaha for thus he will do who the lord why this term lord this transcendent name that name that is above all things he will do to all your enemies whom you war against verse 26 and joshua struck them afterwards and he killed them and notice the next thing he hung them who that he hung them upon the five trees now notice five kings five trees they're being hung upon the tree and we know the one who is hung upon the tree it is a curse and it is also a a message of shame now what happens what are we learning about this is true for everyone when i rebel against the will of god now nothing that's done in this service was done by chance i purposely selected the first verse of psalm 78 where we're talking about my law and god speaking and the words of my mouth that we're supposed to draw near to that we're supposed to realize that obedience to them brings about intimacy with god now the term lazin is to give ear to but it means listen for the sake of being drawn close and when it says to put in the ear you can only do that if you're close so this type of listening for the purpose of obedience draws us into god's presence and what's the benefit of that well when we are doing that god's going to give victory he's going to supply that strength that courage he's going to give clarity when we are committed to his priorities but when we're not what's going to be the outcome well the outcome is this judgment in this case this judgment was death but not just death but also shame that they were hung upon that tree and the context for understanding all of this is that curse that came upon these five kings because they were attempting to thwart the will of god look if you would to verse verse 26 once more and joshua struck them afterwards and he killed them and he hung them upon 
the five trees and they were hanging upon the five trees until evening verse 27 our last verse and it came about at the time of the setting of the sun joshua commanded to bring them down upon to bring them down from the trees and to cast them into the cave which they were hiding there now notice they're dead their bodies have been shamed and notice they are going to be cast into that same cave where they thought was going to be a place of escape where they could hide out from the judgment of god you can't hide out from god's judgment learn that therefore one is very foolish to disobey because god will judge this is what this is a testimony of there was no compromise there was no uh misplaced grace there was nothing to stop what god had promised and that is his faithful judgment to come and this judgment brought about a victory and a testimony for the children of israel let's look at that last part and then we'll conclude it says and they put stones great stones over the mouth of the cave unto this very day unto this time what does that mean well it means that when this was written down after the fact it was in that same condition a testimony of shame a testimony of curse a testimony of god's judgment when one rebels against the will of god now i want to close with this we need to be sensitive to the holy spirit i was speaking just before i began to record this with a friend and he was speaking about how god doesn't seem to be speaking to him well when you are praying to god and you're asking god god i want to walk righteously i want to execute your judgment i want to be faithful to you so anything in my life that's not pleasing anything that doesn't manifest the fear of the lord in my life make known to me see when we are committed to the things of god when we are passionate for the purposes of god god is going to guide he's going to direct he's going to speak he's going to convict he is going to surely lead you in that pathway of overcoming so the question is this what brings about godly activity in one's life is a commitment as he says listen to my torah give ear to the words of my mouth when you are committed and you say god i want to obey you because what i'm seeking is an intimacy that comes with obedience there is a great intimacy you sense god's presence in your life you you experience him out of obeying him and that joy that comes from that that satisfaction that peace that contentment once you know the joy of obedience 
being passionate about the purposes of God, your life is going to change. That becomes not just a, a infrequent experience, but you'll live in a way that it becomes a most frequent experience. Obeying God, being purposeful for the things of God brings about intimacy with God, knowing his presence in your life, his counsel, his clarity, his power, so that you're better able to serve him. Well, I'll close with that until next week. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.